0: (laughs) And then he said, he said, he looked
1: looked me straight in the eye, and he said, but I'm not on the pill. (laughs) So long story short, I have to pay the child support. Yeah. Uh, But I tell you what, one day I will marry him. Before then, however, (laughs) welcome to the big damn cast. This is... The Big Damn Cast
0: After Hours
1: Yeah We just we just chinked two jars together. (laughs) I've got marmalade. I've got Raspberry Jam. (laughs) Welcome guys to a rather quiet week. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna delve deep into a discussion topic this week. Yeah. Um there's not much news. We thought let's 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 have a little look at this. We were given we, gave, we sent something, um, which we went, oh that's interesting. And the more we read it, the more we were like, oh we have things to say. So we'll get into that in a sec. But first, yeah. welcome to another fine episode. I am six yams, independently taught speech by separate teachers, who have come together to form one yam man.
2: And I am a space dustbin.
1: Mm, baby, <laughs> Uh yeah, we've got some stuff to talk about. We're going to touch on Rick and Morty corner later and look at your emails, but first, yes. a friend of the show,
2: Uh your friend and mine, Guy, and yours Guy, and mine, Guy Lambert of Gisborne. Um, <laughs> he
1: he got in, he got in touch with us on Twitter, and he said, and he sent us a
0: little article from Digital Spy by Rosie Fletcher. Hello, Rosie Fletcher. Long time listener, first time writer, Rosie, Rosie Fletcher.
2: She's <laughs> not a long time listener or a first time writer. Professional paid writer. Um, uh, Imagine it's that. It's an article <laughs> over a digital spy. You can go read it if you, if you want to follow along. It's called, the headline is, Is the golden age of geek culture actually over?
1: What? And then with the tagline, Here's why that's a good thing. So by the byline... They've already answered their question.
2: <laughs> well, you know, that's that's model of journalism for you. So basically, <laughs> the gist of this article is that I
1: love how I've already opened it by slagging off their technique, We're not. and yet their article is providing us genuine discussion. So do you know what? You win. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you say, and and it's actually
2: it's actually an interesting article from this. It, it doesn't raise that many. It's sort of New a point we've Yeah, like, it's not sort of the whole thing of, oh, well, the, you know,
1: superhero movie fatigue is setting in, and, you know. It's, it's going the way of the Western. <laughs> Superheroes yeah. go the way of the Western. Yeah, it's an ironic director who's who is to revive it in 10 yeah, years which means time. Tarantino's going to direct one soon. Um, <laughs>
2: and do a roadshow tour with it on 70mm. I just thought everyone should uh, use
1: the word cape, because they used the word capes back then. <laughs> like, oh, my God. <laughs> Damn it, Quentin. I'm, I'm an ally of the capes, okay? Um, <laughs> that sounds like a Civil War thing I'm, or something, doesn't it? I'm shining a spotlight. on am some... um, <laughs> So... Oh, Quentine.
2: Oh, Quentine, Turpentine. Please
1: make something Taren, set in modern day. Aaron Turpentine. <laughs> Please hurry up and make um, something set in modern day. Yeah. So,
2: has, has he got his next project announced yet?
1: I don't know. It's he's he's probably going to get cancelled and then brought back again. We're going off on a ridiculous tangent anyway. So, basically, the, the article's <laughs> saying...
2: Um, that it is a good thing hmm. that that geek culture, although it lumps together geek culture and the superhero movie, like that, that like they I, are yeah. one and the same. And it's not.
1: Mm, not I, quite. I, I think the superhero movie is more product of the popularity yeah, of the, the geek mainstream culture. appeal of of yeah. of, of, of a <clears throat> uh, geekier quotes, geek culture. Um, I mean, let, yeah, let's, let's sort of define geek culture. Like, let's set the terms. I suppose what it's referring to is. Specifically kind of science fiction and fantasy fiction being brought to the forefront and treated as with as much respect as, say, if we go back to like the 80s and 90s, like sort of crime flicks and, and things like that. When when there are trends in cinema, when certain things play well and, and become part of the lexicon. No, no. Geek culture is when you <laughs> wear a flash T-shirt and say Bazinga
2: on a poster. Please leave. I can't, because if I stand up, I might knock the table over. There's got
1: a computer's on!
2: <laughs> but that's the only thing that's
1: stopping me. Okay, do you know what? Um, For that alone, I'll let you stay. Uh, but yeah, yeah. It's, it's that thing of, like, whatever, whatever, is, whatever is popular culture at that time. Um, it is, and now it seems to currently be science fiction, comic book-inspired um, products. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, superheroes, uh, original American graphic novels brought to there's, glorious life. There's for.
2: been a huge <laughs> resurgence in genre fiction Aye. in the mainstream.
1: Probably kicked off most significantly in the early 2000s by, uh, the article will touch on the comic book in, uh, influence, but Spider-Man yeah. in particular was the... Yeah, well, I, the, the Spider Man started it all was Blade, Yeah, yeah but, but I, I'd argue it took Lord of the Rings and Spider-Man to do it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they, like, they were the films that made Blade, you go oh snap, I guess I like this now. Blade and X-Men sort of started
2: that push and then Spider-Man and Lord of the Rings came along and legitimised superhero movies and high fantasy. And then Batman um, Begins went, hey,
1: it could be a bit more grounded if you like, mm.
2: here it is. Harry Potter came along after that and mm. and as you were saying uh, before we were talking, it, it, that started the young adult trend which which geared towards a certain type of
1: genre fiction. Mm. Um, <laughs> mostly dystopian worlds. <laughs> and uh, mostly shit. <laughs> um <laughs> And... Spiderwick Snicket Chronicles. Anybody oh my who wants dear. to Aragorn all over my oh, never, mind. never no. <laughs> who wants to Aragorn all over my dark city my of bones? <laughs> oh, you Mortal Instruments. Oh, um, <laughs> oh, the chaos. Stormbreaker, and <laughs> which wasn't fantasy, but still same um, thing. Yeah, uh, it was bad, isn't um, <laughs> So, <laughs> Agent Cody Banks. No, 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 no. I'm being facetious. No, this definitely become the mainstream,
2: <laughs> and I think. What this The, the article makes the, <laughs> the case that this stuff disappearing back out of the mainstream will actually lead to it becoming more diverse again, which yeah, okay. is with the idea that the, a lot of it has become very homogenous, like with the Marvel movies, everything is a white guy called Chris. <laughs> apart from yeah, the upcoming Black Panther, yeah. apart from the more diverse cast of Spyro and Home coming up. Yeah, okay, whatever. Um, there,
1: there's a point being made there, albeit slightly you're not, facetiously. You're not uh, wrong. Yeah, yeah,
2: you're not wrong. Um, <laughs> I'm not necessarily right. <laughs> How about you're not wrong?
1: Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> How about you're not? <laughs> How about you're not wrong about it? How about, <laughs> about you're not wrong, my dear?
0: Uh, Sam, you're not quite wrong about it. No,
2: you
1: might be quite right, see what you see. Um... <laughs> Welcome everyone. Um, this is what happens when we sit down and go. Let's talk about a serious thing. Yes. Um, uh, let's do it. me. I think, and I think. Um, I'm not going to read the article. No, no. But I think we can. Well, we can certainly quote as we go because there's certain points that we we started to discuss when we read through it. Yeah. Um, so, so, so what, would be, I mean, what would be the first? I mean, the main thing to talk program? about is that like this has been.
2: <clears throat> this made me laugh. This has been 2017 has been the worst some worst year for movies financially since 2014. That's it's a real long time. Oh, that's minutes. like three years.
1: Okay, cool. Not, not that long, um, ago, guys, but cool. Um, although we discussed that, we were like, "Is that right?" I believe that 2016 was declared like the worst summer for movies, critically. but not yeah, yeah, not financially. It was, but, it was but, critically. But financially,
2: yeah. this has been a pretty
1: bad for for people aren't um, going out to see these flicks. Basically, they're they're no. either they're either well, I think there's a level of fatigue to a degree. When you hear yeah. that the Mummy is coming out, you go, "Oh, what well, kind of like insert version of the Mummy you've seen before?" Maybe I'll check it out. Cool. It's part one of Universal's Dark Universe.
2: Yeah. Ah. Oh. All right. The shared universe thing is, I think. And he talk about it a bit about like later about how that's going to be good for DC moving away from the DCU. Hmm. I don't know if it is because yes, it allows them to tell more diverse stories with with more interesting characters. But that's. That is assuming that they've got those good stories to tell. Yeah. Whereas, because the Marvel Cinematic Universe is all building from the same foundation, mm. there's always going to be a certain baseline of quality. Same foundation. Jr. Same foundation. Jr., yeah. yeah. Um, apart from, of course, the Marvel TV projects, which
0: vary and differ in quality. Most notably, yeah, the
2: ap-
1: ABC stuff. Apparently,
2: Inhumans, as, as, uh, it's, it's premier...
1: Hmm.
2: It was like less than half of the Agents of Shield premiere in terms yeah. of viewership. Like it's not, it's not sell, it's yeah. not settled Well, I think it.
1: even Marvel fans are a bit like fans of the comic books are like, yeah, but we've got Inhumans fatigue because they've yeah, they been, been pushing they've them. On been, they've us. never really been able to make the Inhumans stick, even in the comics. Like, the Inhumans would be a fascinating plot to a Disney and Fox ventured Fantastic Four movie. Like we explore the cosmos. Holy shit! We found a kingdom on the moon. Yeah. Like, oh, oh, what's that? The Inhumans debuted in that sort of shit, and and thrived the most in that sort of stuff. Oh, cool. Why don't you just do it then? And also, I haven't, I haven't, because it... we want X Men, but we don't want to pay for the X Men. I haven't seen it yet,
2: <laughs> but um, from what I hear of the of the Inhumans TV show, it makes it sound like the royal family are the villains. Yeah. Right? Because they're kind of keeping everyone enslaved in the mines, unless you have the right kind of. Mutation and then Maximus is. There is something to be said. Again, to liberate the minds, I'm like,
1: whose side are we supposed to be on? Here? There's something to be said about the grey area impeding what could just be a very classic story. I understand mm. that complexity makes your villains more interesting and, and, and your heroes like less cut and paste, but I think we are in a place now where it's kind of different and surprising when we get a here are the good guys and here are the bad guys kind of story now. It's so often not the case anymore that it is pleasantly surprising. That's why Captain America movies are kind of cool, because, yeah, there's stuff in them that's like, oh, well, Bucky's not doing this on purpose and things like that. But it's like, yeah, but there's still baddies and goodies, and that's kind of missing now.
2: And I also think that Captain America as a character is most interesting when he's at odds with the country he represents in terms of what they do. Yeah, Um,
1: (laughs) Which I think has become a lot easier in the last... Particular decades. Um, <laughs> Probably in the last year specifically. Years. Especially uh, when Captain America in real life is uh, basically on political rants and crusades on Twitter most yes. of the time. Um, going, This is insane! This is insane. I wish um, I had my shield. <laughs> so I could smack some idiots in the face. Um, of
2: so <clears throat> I think also within humans you've got the involvement of Scott Book, who fucked up Iron Fist royally. And I think from the evidence of Inhumans and Iron Fist it seems that Scott Book has a fundamental misunderstanding of privilege and the mechanics mm. of power in society and who we should be rooting for as an everyman. Mm. Um, so, yeah. Uh, that's <laughs> a bad bit, but, but yeah. Um, so yeah, I think that moving away from the DCEU for DC could be good for them. because, But not because interconnected narratives are necessarily detrimental to storytelling, but more because... They've been telling bad stories. Yeah. Whereas Marvel have been telling good to at worst mediocre stories. Yeah. I always say at worst mediocre to great it, if stories. We're look,
1: if we're looking at the MCU, I don't think any offering has been dreadful. Mm. There have been a few that are like, oh, okay. Yeah. Like your Iron Man 2s, your Thor 2s. Yeah. Um, which, are, which are which are perfectly passable, actually. Yeah, movies. they are they are not terrible films. They, like they just they're, stick they're, out like sore thumbs in still, that collection.
2: They're still look, a cut above shit like Amazing Spider Man Two mm. and Batman vs Superman and uh, Daredevil,
1: Daredevil Elektra,
2: Blade I, Trinity, any of the Fantastic Four movies, Blade Trinity, either of the Ghost Rider movies. Uh, Thomas Jane Punisher, Dolph Lundgren Punisher. Maybe the Punisher War's because I really enjoy it.
1: <laughs> it's so stupid, <laughs> it's I love it. It's so
2: wonderfully, thunderously stupid. Um, it's a violent ballet for the face. He punches through a guy's face, like through his face, <laughs> and then about two minutes later, shoots someone's face off with a shotgun. Like... <laughs> But to the point, and Colin's uh, Colin Salmon is, is so incensed by that he can't even say words <laughs> he's supposed to be saying god damn it fr- god damn it castle and he just comes out as <laughs> <laughs> um, There's a combination of Colin Salmon having to do this American accent and the j- acting <laughs> acting um what's that Patrick acting, acting. uh <laughs> but yeah um the point that this article makes that I think is really... the couple of points I think are really interesting. Uh, one that Logan and Deadpool and their success... That's not one movie, by the way. That's two movies. We're not talking about an <laughs> unannounced team movie. Um, Logan and Deadpool were lower-budget movies with a higher rating. Yeah. a bit higher age rating and a, a different take on the source material than what we'd seen before. And they were successful. So there is definitely a hunger... A, a thirst, a need, a b- hankering, a burning desire Ooh. for this kind, for a different take on superhero material. And I think um, I think that we've already seen studios learn the wrong
0: lessons from Deadpool and Logan.
1: Yep. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, a lot of studios turned around and went, so what you're saying is, we need to make our movie R-rated. And it's like, no, no. I think, Guys, no. No, oh for fuck's sake! I think the enormous success of it mm.
2: um, is also going to play into that. Although it may also lead to a resurgence in R-rated horror, which I am
1: all for. I oh, definitely all for. Although it's still yeah. only a
2: fifteen over here, so like hard eighteen horror movies. I guess we're be still because the R rating and the fifteen slash eighteen are not quite on the same like the the R rated movie in the states can come as as either a 15 or an 18 depending on what it's like
1: NC-17s are a guaranteed 18 but NC-17 movies are so few and far between because they want to sell tickets in the states so they always try and make it so that people 17 and under can definitely go to the movies um, but they will, I think Deadpool was pushing for an NC seventeen at one point in its in its edit. They were like, not... we could we could make this. On, I'm not like... sure what else they would have to put in that movie to make it an NC seventeen. Like they threw the kitchen sink at it already. They did, and I remember they obviously, they had that wonderful moment where they made that announcement video on April Fool's Day, yeah. where it was the day the year before, where it was basically saying Deadpool will be R rated. Like, don't you worry, it will be R rated. It will be pure filth. It will be. A nutsack, a hairy, sweaty nutsack yeah. to the face,
2: and I think superheroes in general. And we've we've had this problem in the comics industry for years. And I say we, like I'm in the comics industry, but as a comics reader, I've noticed this problem for years. <laughs> as where a reader of comic books, people want to tell more adult stories, but they're still writing stories that can be enjoyed, if not are um, explicitly for children. Yeah. Or more specifically teenagers nowadays, I suppose. Mm. Um, and I think the movies are sort of entering that territory now. Yeah. With Deadpool and Logan. But there's certainly an appetite for it. Like there was an appetite for Marvel's Max Comics line. Like mm. there was an appetite for DC's Vertigo line. Mm. All that kind of that. um Like image stuff which doesn't really have an age rating on it anyway, but Images stuff as, as often strayed into more adult territory, particularly when you look at things like The Walking, the walking Dead, dead yeah. like Saga. Go on. Mm-hmm. And I think Spawn was trying for it, but it still came off as horrendously juvenile because it's <laughs> fucking Spawn. Um, hey, he's got chains, all right? And his cape's big. Recent, uh, on a side note, recently, I just started playing Angela in Marvel Heroes.
1: Oh, okay. She's pretty cool. Pretty, pretty. Well I need to buy a different costume for her
2: because Ridicul. fuck me is that costume design horrendous.
1: <laughs> Don't you mean
2: delicious? No, no horrendous. I, I say so. costume design, I mean lack of costume design yeah. like What's built in a costume? Uh witch hunter Angela from um Secret Wars. Ah, oh, okay. So not just her like in a boiler suit. No no, it's just like it, it's full it's full armour. Yeah.
1: It's, oh, that'd be badass! Really though, cool. it really be cool. and, cool. and it's
2: quite cheap as well. So I might, I might pick up because I've got enough Marvel assets saved up. But that's a Marvel Heroes thing that we don't really need to get into here. Um, <laughs> at least for now. Yeah, if you are
1: playing it on PS4, hit me up sometime. Um,
2: <laughs> but don't hit him. No, don't hit me. Get that pipe out your mouth. Uh,
1: I just thought because we were dis- discussing an article, I would get all intellectual in my pipe. Yes. Um, uh, the other thing, she's got to chew on it um aggressively. Nice. Uh, uh. No, good. The other thing this
2: this article kind of touches on, um, but doesn't really go into it explicitly, uh, is like the need for a geek safe space, mm. because all of the internet is now geek culture. Yeah. And like, <laughs> but I think.
1: <sighs> okay, let's take a deep dive on this. Let's do this. For some of our younger listeners, so just let you know, here's the thing. Oh, God, he's taking his clothes off. This is how serious this is. (sighs) It's getting hot here.
2: You don't need to be a dick. All right? (laughs) Female characters are not destroying male characters. Women coming and reading more comic books. Young girls reading more comic books are not taking comic books away from men. Or boys. Particularly boys. Boys. It tends to be boys who act like this. They might be in their 30s and still live in their fucking mum's basement, but they're still fucking boys. Um, Geek culture should be diverse as it gets and open to everyone. What should unite us is our mutual love of characters of stories of adventure of fantasy of fun and peril and all the sorts of wonderful things we get when we look at a comics page or when we watch uh, an episode of Buffy or Doctor Who or whatever genre shows you're into I mean look at Star Trek look at the inclusivity that show pushes with every iteration it has we shouldn't be Fighting over shit like gender and colour and all that, but it doesn't, not all that stuff's immaterial. It's a thing because we've spent so much of our history as a civilization making it a thing. And we need to move past that. And one way we can do that is coming together over common interests. So the last thing that geek culture needs, which has been even. Which has been, it's become worse since geek culture has become mainstream because you've got so many more, so much of the entrenched parts of geek culture pushing back against the mainstream way of it. And, and it being, although well, no, we were there first, we went into it first. We went into it before it was cool. We went into comics before they got made by pussies and bullshit like that. Um, particularly against, I've spoken to people in person who were pissed off that Thor in the comics. That Thor's hammer went to a woman, and she got the Thor name because it was a woman, not because they thought it was a bad story, not because they thought it was um,
1: like they were losing yeah. their favorite character. No, yeah, because life. I mean,
2: Thor's still around in the mm-hmm. comics. He's just not called Thor. He's called the Odin son, and he's unworthy. That's why he's not got the Thor title anymore. Um, people weren't. Bothered about it because they didn't like the story. They just didn't like the fact that it was a woman. We need to get away from that. Like, and of course, with it becoming. Hmm. I think this this article. This article puts it perfectly. I'm going to quote it directly from the article. It says. What value does an encyclopedic knowledge of comics and film hold when the internet offers numerous actual encyclopedias? Why would geeks need a safe space when everywhere is geek space? Well, actually, it turns out that they do. Because where geek culture was once the champion of inclusiveness and diversity, the corporate version has very little interest in furthering minority agendas. Geek websites turn out to be mouthpieces for global consortiums. Geek Heroes, turn out to be as reactionary and badly behaved as the bros they once purported to replace. So, and I'm assuming Geek Heroes is meant is, because it's not capitalised, in terms of the characters and the public figures that people in the culture look fondly on. People like Joss Whedon, who has recently had a bit of a fall from grace. Mm. People... Like, oh, I don't know, um, Adam Baldwin from Firefly. He turned out to be a massive dickhead over this. Whole... Yeah. Um, y- there is a list of people out there. Um, we've had a lot of it on YouTube as well. Like, um, creators turning out to be massive dicks. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, it's on the PewDiePie <laughs> thing recently, but although we've kind of known about that for a while. Yeah. But there has also been, um, on occasion, you know, we've had those things where people who are popular in fan communities have turned out to be um, dirtbags. Most recently, uh, Nick Robinson from Polygon, who was a video editor at Polygon, oh, yeah. um, and was always touted as quite an open and progressive dude. He was dropped from Polygon because of accusations of sexual harassment
1: Oh, um,
2: Christ that life. happened, of course, in private. So there is that. S- there's a, there's those snakes in the grass. Hmm. Those people who project a certain way and then act a different way in private. Um. And it's just something that really interests me, like, as someone who's been on both sides of the divide, because I've, in my misspent youth, I've kind of been that guy who's been mm. the, oh, no, this is our thing, and you're...
1: And it's just... It's just not it's not a good way to be, like... No. I think, yeah, I think everyone touches on it, at least, yeah. at some point. Usually at the beginning, uh, especially if it's in their teenage years that they're really getting into it. Even if it's really
2: even if it's in what you might think as sort of passive ways, like, you know, when you get the fake gamer girl stuff on Facebook, mm. and then but even just liking and engaging with that sort of meme stuff is... You're not helping. Enab- you're enabling, yeah.
1: really. You're either you're um, either participating or at least saying it's okay to the people who are doing it.
2: And like, like when you see someone wearing a t-shirt for something and you think, oh, you don't even know what the t-shirt is. Like, it doesn't matter. It's like, it doesn't matter. Does their knowledge of a thing affect your day or your life It doesn't all. matter if someone wearing a Spider-Man t-shirt knows what issue Craven the Hunter first appeared in. Like, it's, it's not important. Do they like Spider-Man? Yes. Does that mean that Hathaway have to have an encyclopedic knowledge of Spider-Man to be a true Spider-Man fan?
1: No. no.
2: My girlfriend loves Spider-Man. She doesn't really read comics that much. But she loves Spider-Man as a character met mostly through the films. That's fine. Like, it's not, it's not a competition. We're not trying to it's not competitive. We can accept everyone and bond over our love of these things collectively. Not, We're not trying to isolate each other here. We're trying to we're trying to come together. And um, just because someone doesn't know everything about something doesn't mean they can't be a fan of it. Maybe you can even introduce them to some things. Maybe recommend it. Maybe they can introduce you to some things that you've not thought about. Maybe you don't... Like Bat- Christopher Nolan's Batman trilogy, but you love Batman Nightfall. Why I don't know. it's fucking Shit. But like that doesn't—that doesn't mean that someone who loves the Nolan trilogy but hasn't read Nightfall is 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 less of a fan than you are, just because you like the OG
1: stuff. Like you don't get a badge. There's no prizes here. You don't get your dick sucked for knowing like how long Hush was. Yeah, believe me, I've tried. So and I. <laughs>
2: I would think that we're kind of preaching to the choir here. Yeah. I would I would hope that our listeners aren't that kind of exclusionary, reactionary jackasses.
1: I'm pretty sure none of you are. So that's good. Um, I mean, that's a key so, point in general. You, you summed that up quite beautifully when you said that, like, oh, some, somebody's a fan of it, but they don't know as much as you do. Well, why not go, hey, what about this? Have you tried this? Mm-hmm. Or do you want to know more? I ask, do you want to know more? Would you like to know more? I can help you out there. I can help mm-hmm. you with this. Like it's, I've I've gone on about this quite a bit on Twitter over the years, and I think this is a big part of why maybe this article saying that you know geek culture sort of softening and in terms in, 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 in terms of being the popular culture might be a good thing. There is a lot of vitriol out there. There is a lot of hatred and snarkiness. That mm. that's not to be confused with not liking a product. I hate the movie Batman vs. Superman. I think it's a dreadful piece of work. I think it misrepresents everything I love about those characters. But you know what? If you love it, awesome. I don't understand why. I don't understand why, but I'm so happy you get enjoyment out of it. And feel free to explain it to us. Yeah, but let's have an argument. Let's have, an let's argu- have let's, a discussion. Let's have an argument slash, like, laugh. Preferably a discussion rather yeah. than an argument. Well, no, but, right, yeah, let's have not, an not, argument. Not, not like a full-blown thing, yeah. but do you know what I mean? Like where you can sort of take the piss out of each other for thinking one thing and... You know, as long as you're all having fun having, you know, discussing, and if you're taking the piss in jest and you're on that vibe with someone, like for example, never get into an argument with someone about their taste if you don't know them personally. If you know them, it's kind of fun. You're sparring with your mate, it's a laugh. Like, it's totally
2: cool to disagree and have discussions and even arguments, but don't get shitty and defensive about it. Yes. Like... Like, people on Twitter do. Literally every day.
1: Every second of every day. Every and, and that every is day. that is something that's so apparent. Uh, again, not, not to harp on the DCA... It's not called the DCEU, it turns out, is it? But it turns out that was never a proper name Oh, God knows. But uh, not um, to harp on the DC Cinematic Universe or whatever. But we're, too gonna. Much. Um, <laughs> but we're gonna. But we're going like But when that Justice League trailer dropped earlier this year... Yeah. I tweeted about it. I said it just looks bland and crowded and I'm not happy with it. And I ended up on the Twitter moment about the trailer. Yeah. For days on end, I received abuse and death threats and insults from people I'd never met. And that wasn't even to do with the Justice League threat, they just didn't like it. Yeah. it's <laughs> my, my face more than anything. But do you know what I mean? It was like wow, I'm not saying you're a horrible person if you are excited for this movie. No. I think I even followed up the tweet immediately so that anyone who looked at it would see my next one underneath it saying just to clarify, I wish I was excited yeah, for this. but you, they won't see that because Twitter has changed the way that we look at tweets that we never get anything in chronological
2: order anymore. Yeah. Oh, I God. keep getting like two day old tweets at the top of my fucking timeline. <laughs> oh,
1: Jesus Christ! But I I think, like f- fandom is is it's weirdly venomous and nasty. Doctor Who yeah. is a fandom that is very rife with There's this sort of There's a toxicity to yeah. geek culture
2: now, which I think
1: has. And a lot of it, is, a lot of it does. And co- I mean, a lot. Of, I'm not saying the older fans are barred from this. It's definitely there. But a lot of it is from the younger fans who think they're doing it. Out of like loyalty, they think they're protecting something, but and you're not protecting anything. Yeah, you, you they you don't owe them anything. You don't owe like, do, you know, you don't owe Series Nine of Doctor Who anything. If someone says, if anything, I owes you nine... something back, yeah. If someone says, I <laughs> think Doctor, Doctor Who Series Nine is shit, you don't have to fight them to the death for Doctor Who Series Nine's honor. You don't have to fight. You can be like, oh, that's a shame. I really dug it. Oh, it's a shame you didn't enjoy it. Boom! There you you go. Don't have to fight creators'
2: corners for Mm. them.
1: And similarly, like the people who you know are are slagging things off and don't like stuff and openly discuss how much they hate it, like don't be nasty to the people who like it. Yeah, don't hate back that way. Do you know what I mean? Like it's it's mental. It's so strange. I mean, that is something that it'd be interesting to see if geek culture unquote left the mainstream. Yeah it'd be interesting to see if that softened or went quiet compared to how it is now in a world where the moment you say, oh my God, do you know what? I watched Captain America Civil War last night and I loved it. And 10 of the people who respond to you are saying, fucking Marvel shell. Mm. Fuck you. Batman v Superman's better. And you're like, I didn't even mention Batman v Superman. What is that? Like in that world, I wonder if that would quiet, were it less the mainstream? The thing is we remember, a lot of our listeners might be of an age where They've always had this stuff around. Yeah, like I mean, Doctor Who's been around for what, like twelve years now since it came back. So if any of our listeners are in their late teens, even they've grown up with it. I didn't have regular proper
2: access to the internet until I was like sixteen, seventeen.
1: Yeah, same. And Twitter like,
2: didn't come along until I was in until I was in the university until I was a student.
1: Yeah, like, two thousand nine. I think yeah. Yeah. it was when it became something that a lot of people were using yeah. as opposed to businesses. Like, yeah. Facebook I remember Facebook launching when I was in college. Mm. Like, mm. I, I, I remember holding off joining it for ages. So I was like, yeah. "Fuck you! I want to talk to people." We, we, and then college ended, and everyone went. I'll get you on Facebook. And I was like, "Oh god's god!" We're sort of like the last
2: dregs <laughs> of the of the pre social media generation.
1: Yeah, like we were there. We found it fascinating because it was developing as we were paying attention. Yeah, and, and this, like, and, and we were MySpaces. Damn it! Unfortunately, it we has to be sp- said. We were yeah, Oh yeah. 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 This what, song, what song did you put at
2: the top of your page? Probably one of my band's songs.
1: Oh, not, yeah, see, I, was, yeah. I, I, wasn't, I wasn't creative. I was probably System it. of a Down. A... Oh, no, mine was a terrible rip because half the time you had to do it through MySpace basically. Yeah, the official bands had done it. Mine was a terrible rip of Drowning Pool Bodies.
2: Oh, let the bodies hit the floor. Yeah, it was awful. It I started at... at the wrong time. I saw them at the last OzFest at Donington. Oh. Yeah. How was that? Did,
1: <laughs> pretty fun. Did the bodies hit the floor? The bodies did hit the floor. Was there a uh, relatively sensible we're all having fun mosh pit? Or was there a guy seriously stop mosh pit? I don't know. I was really far back. Fair play. <laughs> it's not uh-huh. slang. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But you, we grew up in that age where this stuff was developing. But a lot of our listeners will have grown up with... Like, if you, for example, if one of our listeners is eight, it was, is 18. Yeah. Hopefully we, got got some, we, got, we got some young listeners. <clears> if one of our listeners is 18... Um, Iron Man was out when they were nine. Yeah. So for their teenage years, the Marvel Cinematic Universe has been a thing the entire time. Um, I'd be interested to find out from you guys, send some emails in for next week as well, because we'll touch on this again briefly. I'd I'd be interested to find out from our younger listeners if you are aware of the slight, you know, the vitriolic nature, the venomous sort of spats going on in fandoms and things like that. Yeah. Or if it is just so part of the world you've grown up with that you don't really notice it. Maybe Maybe you guys have... For lack of a better term, like a thicker skin to that stuff because you've grown up in that environment, or is it just normalized? Yeah, that's what, yeah, yeah. Whereas to us, we've seen it and gone, "Wow, people are being petty for no reason. Stop being assholes." And yeah. it's like, well, maybe that's just maybe that is the attitude now to a generation or two. Who knows? And that's that's a difficult thing about what we do because we want to be critical hmm. and analytic,
2: but not necessarily contribute to the shitstorm. So when we have to be negative yeah. about something, yeah, yeah, it's fun to take a dump on it, but. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we didn't want to hate Kingsman last week no we example. did not want
2: to hate Kingsman and I don't want to like I don't like Kingsman as as my girlfriend does yeah. but I don't get into argue with my girlfriend about why what was shit about Kingsman and what wasn't like it's, it doesn't matter we just like different things about it it's not it's not a competition to see who's more into Kingsman and I don't need to yeah. he doesn't need, feel the need to defend Matthew Vaughan like partly because he's indefensible but um, <laughs> like
1: because it's not it's not you don't need to defend directors and writers like they're you know, doing that themselves. You know, I just remembered something actually. we're here we're here in what is affectionately known as like the Tat Cave. The Tat Cave, yeah. Filled with stuff like I've got DVDs and, and books and graphic novels on shelves and toys galore in here and stuff. You've got the Batman of Zer and Ah Which is amazing that that's an action figure. But um like I don't I don't have this room as like a token of pride or as like a bow before me. It's just full of stuff that I love that makes me happy. Yeah, that it's I've collected not a status symbol. It's not like, yeah. look at how much of a fan I am. Yeah. It's like,
2: I love all this
0: shit.
1: This room is my equivalent of when everybody collects teddies and they put them on the end of the bed. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like, I love teddy bears. Look at my cool teddy bears. I'm like, look at my cool Cybermen. Like, I've got all the Cybermen from the from character options up there. That's great, isn't it? Like, it's not me going, I'm better than you, I'm better than you, I'm better than you. It's me going, oh, this cool shit. I love it. It makes me happy. Mm. Um. And yet I still had to use it in an argument when the Justice League fiasco happened. Someone was like, Don't read the comics or something blah blah. blah. So I took a self I think in fact was it a selfie or did you take the photo for me? I think I, I took think... the photo for you. I was crouched in front of my Batman graphic novels yeah. specifically. I see what we've got here. And sort of like just smirking up in the camera and I just sent him that photo as a reply. And it it, it didn't shut him up entirely, he sort of sent him like um yeah, well, you know, anyone could have the books. It's like, yeah, but isn't that your argument against me? That I don't follow this stuff and I'm just making shit up? And you must be a hardcore Batman fan, Chris, because you've got some shit on this shelf. I do have some bollocks With on that shelf. three
2: volumes of Nightfall? Yes. I mean, I, I have all well, so I'm not gonna. Hey, um, I also
1: have the audio play, but that's a lot of fun. I have the audio on
2: a cassette I found for 50p in a comic shopping sale.
1: Did I have the outtakes at the end? I've, I've, I'm not I've finished got it got yet. i it. oh, Okay, it's, uh, but yeah. it's worth listening.
2: Um, if if this you're... is
1: my pal, Sarko.
2: is great, is If you're in or near sale, pop over to Wild Comics, give it a visit.
1: It's pretty good. Um, yeah, like... <laughs> I'm just remembering the Ritualaquist police puppet. That's right, me boy! <laughs> It I is. make his medicine. It's
2: it's pretty good and silly. Batman's great. The voice yeah. of Batman is so it's, it's good. It's a really nice it's not quite <laughs> as it's not quite
1: Adam West Camp, but it's heightened enough. It knows that because it's audio, it has to paint those vivid pictures into your mind yeah. so they go for it. Yeah. Like Riddler and Joker, like they fucking go for it.
2: And bless the guy who's playing Robin, he really tries with his American accent. He does. really tries. He does. It's sweet. There's a lot of dodgy American accents in it because it's all, like, clearly British actors. Because it was done by the BBC, so... Um... Yeah. Computer.
1: <laughs> Profile and the Joker. And all this, this yeah. yeah. Just wait till you get to the, uh, the Mask of Tengu stuff with Lady Shiva. Oh. That's awkward. <laughs> Dirk Maggs does a, fa- a fantastic job directing that. Oh, it's a Dirk Maggs
2: joint. It's Dirk Maggs joint,
1: but there is a lot of camp.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well... I raise you up,
1: I and break you. All oh, so all the Azrael stuff. So good. Oh yeah, is camp as yeah. Fo- like you yeah. can feel the ponytail <laughs> as you're re- <laughs> as you're listening to it. It is campus Christmas.
2: <laughs> it's worth a listen, though. It is really good fun. Um, and like you don't, you don't get that kind of stuff much, really. You don't get. I mean, I mean, Graphic Audio did some DC ones for a yeah, while. I yeah, these are these, the guys, these the
1: guys who sort of specialised in like non-profit, and then it became profit because they sort of get there was like a way around the rights and yeah, stuff. But they did um, stuff like they did
2: like, uh, Crisis Infinite Earths and Infinite Crisis and and stuff like that. They and did DC. Players.
1: They did No Man's Land. They did a version of Man, No Man's no Land Man's no Man's Yeah, as well, yeah, because <clears throat> yeah, they used that weird sort of. Volcano island kind of picture oh, yeah. of Gotham separated. and It was like oh, that's weird. But yeah, and, I mean, I've got that, and that's not great all the way through. I've not read it. <laughs> I can't. And that's confess, not all I of it. it. That's not all of it. There's two. There's two other things. There's one called like Cataclysm, which is the prequel, which is the like the earthquake itself and everything. Oh yeah. And then there's another one that's called like Road to No Man's Land, which is uh, you have to read it after because it's tail set during the Oh Jesus Ugh, yeah. But again, this isn't me going like, I know more. It's me going, I love these things. And, I, and I, to the point where I'll buy stuff where I've heard that it's not great because I just want to see for myself. Oh yeah, I just have to know. I just have to know. I've got to know. Trust me, <laughs> 90s X-Men is not as good as you
2: remember. It looks sweet as balls. Age of Apocalypse but... is pretty cool, <clears throat> but
1: Onslaught sucks fucking hard. Onslaught, who brought about the heroic age. a Noseless Wolverine! Yeah.
0: Noseless Wolverine!
1: Critter Wolverine? Yeah. He's like a critter. He does a bit. <laughs> With a bandana on. Yeah. To cover up his noseless face. Oh. How's it staying on? It's not hooked over a nose. No. no it's, just, it's just tied really tight. Which is um, why he was in Berserker Rage yeah. all the time. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: this is so tight. <laughs>
2: not in Mother of the Infinite. Oh, um, <laughs> anyway, Anyway, I think, I think we've harped on about this long enough. Mm. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's an interesting article. Go check
1: it out. Yeah, I, um, I think one th- one thing the two of us should should weigh on on though. Just I, I'm curious to be like, do you think there is a natural end occurring? And furthermore, do you think there should be an end? Because I, I personally, I, fatigue is there. Well, nothing I'm ever not ends, fa- Adrian. Deep cuts. Um, I,
0: I just, I just referenced Watchmen. Now I'm going to go off into the corner and wipe myself silly
1: over how much of a fanboy I am. I, um, I even I am experiencing the fatigue of of genre, the genre fiction, a bit. Not because I'm sick of it, but because there's a little too much to consume. Sometimes there is a little
2: too much. Like I, we've fallen off. Behind mm. the Marvel TV stuff, like I'm I haven't only, watched, only the Agents watched of Shield since yeah. the start of season three.
1: Yeah, I, I I watched like the first five, and then I watched on your recommendation, like from the Lady Sith episode onwards of mm. series one, and that was great. That was a really cool like five hours. Yeah, of television. the Hydra
2: stuff in the end, like it makes you wish that they brought the series out later so they could have done more Hydra stuff rather mm-hmm. than having to wait until
1: the end of the season. I've seen a, a Ghost Rider. Filler. I've seen a Ghost Rider ep from series uh, three or four, and I was like, that's kind of cool. Yeah. But there's lots of Agents of Shield. Uh, I've still not watched like season two of Agent Carter because I'm like that's committing to another eight episodes that's or something. That's really good. Oh, well, I do really want to watch that. Um, but do you know what I mean? Like, it's the whole thing of like in humans, I'm probably gonna never get around to. It. But I also have an inbuilt filter. Yeah, I can decide now like whether or not I'm going to bother with something. Like I used to again as part of my love for things um, suffer through terrible stuff. Like I would buy if I love the Alien franchise, oh, so yeah. I'd buy Alien versus Predator. I'd buy Alien versus Predator Requiem. You poor man. I got Prometheus in 2012 because Lucy was like, I've really enjoyed it. And then we got it. And since we've had it, we've not cracked it open once. And I said, like, did you not want to watch it? She went, it's not very good, is it? And I was like, why did did we get it on release? But, like, Alien Covenant came out last week. Now, 10 years ago, like, that me, I would have bought it on release. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now... I don't even think I'm ever going to get
2: it in a deal. No, I'm not. I'm not, to, I'm not looking to get a alien in
1: Well, maybe if we have a marathon one day, if we go like, "Oh, let's watch all the Alien movies," I'll look for it cheap, or yeah. I'll, I'll, if it's on Netflix by that point, I'll pull it up on that. But like, I'm not in a rush. Again, once upon a time, I would have bought Man of Steel because it's a Superman movie. Yeah. And I love me some Superman. I don't own Man of Steel. Well, it's a Superman movie in name only. Yeah. Well, Guy a few years ago... Not even in like, name. Guy like, years it's not nice was... and called Superman. <laughs> but like Guy a few years ago was like, oh, I can't want to watch Man of Steel. I want to see what... You know, everyone's... a lot of people said it was horrible. A lot of people said it was kind of fun. Like I-, I want to see it for myself. And he was looking through my Blu-rays and he went, are you on DVD? Is it upstairs? So I went, no. He went, but you don't have it. I like, yeah, I just didn't that's, enjoy it. It's not very good. I like, Oh. That's surprising me. But again, it's that whole thing of because you enjoy yeah. the thing so much you want to take part. Yeah. But I think if you have your own filter, the fatigue... I think the fatigue is controllable. Yes, studios need to learn different lessons. Studios don't need to try and create cinematic universes. They need to tell their own stories. Mm-hmm. Marvel has a formula, and there is a bit. There's a lot of tropes and 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 stuff that come with the Marvel I, movies. I but but if absolutely no, yeah.
2: get people who say it feels same
1: it Yeah, because but it kind of is. If no other studio was attempting to mimic them, yeah, yeah, you just attribute it to. Oh, that's the Marvel thing as opposed to everyone's doing this stuff. Well, Post credit you know, sequences, universe builders, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera.
2: It's I- you know, it's it's kind of same it in the way that all coffee is kind of same it. Yeah. But I still drink coffee every day because yeah. I really like it. The news. The new you watch the news
1: every day.
0: Well, I don't because
1: shit. But like, people wake up and stick the news on. I get my news from from sources. But you, yeah, you're gonna get it. like no, but like you're gonna get three or four things from it. You're gonna get some news stories. You're gonna look forward to bits because you get to that whole routine of going, oh, here's the weather and oh, like this, that, and the other. Uh, it's the same. It's, it's no different. the The stories may differ, but ultimately you're watching
2: the same thing every day. The Marvel Cinematic Universe is basically a TV show, mm. where the episodes are really long and they only come out once every few months. Yeah. You look at it that way; it's actually rather manageable. Yeah, we're in se- we're 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 at the, coming to the end of season two. Yeah, at the moment.
1: And here, 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 here be the thing: your fatigue, I think, can be self-monitored. Mm. I'm not sick of the MCU because I don't overdo it. The ones I enjoy, I'll revisit. I don't have them all. On Blu-ray, I'll admit I've got them, but I think I think it's because I've enjoyed every film as it's yeah, come out. Yeah, I
2: mean, I, I enjoyed them all, but I don't, I, I'm not, I don't own them all. I don't yeah. feel the need to rewatch them that often. No, and if you do, um, come over here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
1: they're on a shelf. But again, it's it's the whole thing of like I, like I'm not, I'm not sick of them. I know I'm not enjoying DC Warner Bros output personally, mm. so I'm not going to seek it out. And then I won't get sick of it. I won't be like, oh my god, the way they keep doing this, because I won't be, I won't be actively pursuing it and wanting to like it. No. no. You know. I don't have to tune into another X-Men TV series if I don't want to, because I don't want to. So there you go. You know, you can control it to a degree. So I don't think they're going to, quote, go the way of the Western, unquote. (laughs) I just think eventually a studio will be bold enough to focus on a different genre. Yes. Or a different inspiration. And that will do well. Maybe it's it. Maybe it's the turn of of everything. Maybe, you know, R-rated horror movies that are character-driven rather than the scare-driven are going to be the new thing. Yeah. And that'll take over a bit more. And then the studios with no original ideas will stop trying to make superhero movies and they'll try and make horror movies. Yeah. This is just the way it is. We just are in the social media age, knee-deep for the first time, so that we're watching people complain about it. Yeah, It ain't dying. It's just there's a place for people to moan. Yeah, and moan very loudly. Yeah, so, um, meets. Plus, if it died out completely, we'd sort of run out of topics, considering we're a pop culture podcast. We'd become an R-rated horror movie podcast. I can do that, because there, there isn't is. one. That's true. damn, Matthew, I'm changing oh, the show! I said,
2: there's a couple of horror movie podcasts, there isn't one I like enough to listen to. Um, <laughs> so!
1: <laughs> podcast! This week's... The penultimate na, 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 na. for this season anyway. Yeah, and for the UK at least, in terms of what's come out. <laughs> Rick and Morty Corner. It's, it's Friday. Friday. It's 6pm. It's Friday, 6pm live what? in Rick and Morty Corner. The ABCs. Oh. Of Beth. Ah. Uh which is a play on the ABCs of Death. Yes. That's obscure as fuck. Yes. Um, and also starred uh, Thomas Middleditch in the uh, in the role of, uh, well, the main guest character. Yes. Who does some pretty heinous stuff. When I say spoiler alert in this discussion, I don't mean we're going to spoil the plot. We we sort of save a lot of I'm things trying to when beat we're talking about i out, out
2: of the morning. habit of explaining the entire plot of the episode.
1: But when I say spoiler alert, I mean, we're going to touch on some of the jokes, and those jokes are pretty freaking heinous. So if you don't want to hear some heinous stuff, skip ahead, ladies and gentlemen. Time code's in the description. Because there's some shit. So, the main plot touches on Beth and Rick revisiting an imaginary play world that Beth used to play in when she was a kid. Yes. That isn't so imaginary. Rick created an entire universe for her to play in with, with her, you know, in her free time. Everything's safe. Everything's lovely. You could dip your head in the river and not drown because it's breathable water. You could fall off a cliff mm-hmm. and the floor's made of, like, gummy bear sort of, like, sheet jello. Everything's wonderful. They revisit, uh, possibly, I think, do they go in because they're looking for her friend? A friend of yes. hers was missing when he was a kid uh, and, and the father's on trial for having He's, he's about
2: to be executed for murder and cannibalism. Yeah. But her friend, Beth believes that her friend is actually lost in this world.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So they go into the world and not only is her friend in there, but there is now a whole new species of various life forms, which are affectionately referred to as Muppets at one point in the episode. I wonder where they came from. Yeah. Um, how about your own production line of food and incest, guys? Yeah. So, things get pretty screwed up in this episode. Just how I like it. And it's all, Oh, my God. And it's all played completely lovely and sort of like... At no point do they really indulge in the details aside from pretending that it's all lovely and normal. And you don't understand. Let me explain. Let me show you. <laughs> With a little play that they've obviously rehearsed in case they have visitors. I'm about to make dinner. Oh, um, God. So, a friend's alive and well? Question mark? He's, mm. he's porking mutants and then eating the babies. Fun. Meanwhile. Meanwhile! uh, Summer and Morty are spending like their obligatory weekend time with Jerry, who is dating a warrior-like a queen from an alien race who hunts all the time. And he's voiced by Jennifer Hale. Yes, which I was like, hey, voice Mm actors, ahoy! Um, Who uh, (laughs) Jerry basically is clearly just in a relationship with because it might make Beth jealous. Because this is a hot warrior woman with three tits and she loves sex and she's psychic and everything's great. And she's blue. And she's blue. Don't forget, she's blue. (laughs) Well, we can't forget she's blue because you realise Jerry's like, yeah, I kind of don't want to be with her because it was a mistake. And he's... Quite possibly racist. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, it's like, oh, God. Absolutely racist. So Jerry tries to jerry his way out of the relationship and more suddenly have to kick his dad into gear repeatedly. Kick his ass into gear. This was really fun. Yeah. I don't think it was as strong as the previous two because it did kind of lean heavily again on the family drama, which sucked away from the sci-fi. And it almost felt like an episode one concept in that they hadn't refined how to tell it yet. Hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, it sort of felt like a pilot episode kind of idea. Like, oh, we'll go But You can imagine a pilot episode where maybe they a, went back into Morty's childhood imagination. Maybe for something. a different show, though.
2: Yeah. Pilot episode for yeah. a different show. Because we also get the, the sort of cliffhanger ending. Because we don't know what Beth chose.
1: Yeah, that would, that is, yeah. Again, and, and, no spoilers, and, but like, when you get to that, let us know what you think. Cause yeah. Because I was like,
2: huh. Interesting. I, wouldn't, I might need yeah. to play in the uh, finale. We'll see. I because mean, the, because the post credits doesn't pick up on it either
1: yeah post credits avoids it completely it i think i just adds a gag. i think
2: it intentionally avoids it completely
1: yeah to... i, I kind of don't want them to touch on it no i kind of want us to be left to wonder
2: well we're getting a fourth season so
1: yeah it's been greenlit so. uh because yeah uh america got the episode before us as per and so next week we after everybody's digested it overseas and here and whatnot we'll really delve into the finale which is the uh rick was it Rick Chury and Morty Dates? Yes. But yeah, no, uh, uh, ABC's uh,
2: Beth is a really fun episode. I think it's been a strong season. I know you're a little sour on some of it. Yeah, it's not my but... favourite
1: series of the three, but there are some... It's not over, so yeah. we'll wait and see. how I feel see. by the end of it.
2: I think, I think we can both agree that uh, last week's... Um, uh, the the, the, the Rick Morty's Mind Blowers. It. Oh, no, the one before that. Rick, oh, really Rick Lanty's Mix-Up, yeah. sorry. Um, that might be one of the best episodes of the show, hands down. Oh, freaking amazing. So, um...
1: Same old story just Morty's killing Morty's Frickin' Mordicona was brought to you by Savlon (laughs) (laughs) Do you have a rash?
0: A bruise a scrape of unknown origin Rub Savlon on your
2: skin and say the incantation
0: three times. Papa Nurgle will appear g- and embrace g- you
1: g- You g- will g- be healed g- with sweet Sweet disease Just
0: And Time now <laughs> Let's get into emails Yaw.
1: You went on my mail right? Dirty um, emails That was beautiful to wear first one
2: comes in from
0: tom monty
1: tom monty he's a man he uses his fingers to type words and send them to us dear
0: chris and matt so i watched it this week and so i naturally went to the podcast in which you two discussed it and thoroughly enjoyed hearing your guys thoughts I only had one gripe with the movie, as someone who hasn't read the book or watched the miniseries in full, and it's the fact that none of the main kids died. I thought Stan was a goner when I saw that utter beast of a woman's gnashes all over his face, <laughs> but it looked like he got let off with only a few scars. Sk- Mm, physical ones maybe also watching horror in a public cinema isn't always a great decision I'd call it a lottery really (laughs) unfortunately for me this time I got the short straw why do the general public lack the ability to just sit and watch a movie nonetheless (laughs) it was a great movie when you discussed who will play the adult versions of the kids, you mentioned Jessica Chastain for <laughs> Beverly. I've also seen Amy Adams' name pop up for her. I think she looks more like the young actress, but I can also see Chastain as a suitable choice. And also, Jake Hall to take the role of Bill. Bill, Bill. Who was your favorite of the Losers' clan? That's all for now, Tom. Delicious Monte. I already did delicious Monte.
2: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, in terms of none of the losers' club dying, remember. Again, you have read the book or watched the movie, so this is only part one of the story, and that's all I'll say.
1: Um, gotta salt the meat, yes, man. Gotta why, salt the meat. Why
2: do the general public lack like, the ability to just sit and watch a movie? Now, this—it's funny to mention
1: it as the example. Tom. Okay. Because we had a fucking horrendous time in the cinema and we saw we it as did. well. We did. I I saw it twice, and the second time the audience I think were made up of people revisiting. Yeah. And people who got it from word of mouth. There was a lot more of a harsh all over the screen. The first time that night we had a bunch of teenage dirtbags LEDs.
2: Um sat behind us talking the whole way through the fucking film and kicking the back of the chairs. Someone was taking No, that was in Kingsman. Um. Someone was taking selfies during Kingsman. Do you remember? Yeah. Oh, that was god, fucking dude. weird.
1: Um. Oh no. Someone. Someone did something in it because that was the screening where like the the attendant came in to have a word with them, and they were like, "What? What?" And someone further went, "Shut up!"
2: Oh yeah. someone's yeah. like, a fucking argument down at the front. Like <laughs> Jesus
1: Christ. He was like, "Oh my god!" Oh. Yeah, I get it. Now the thing is, the horror screens. I don't even know about the lottery in general. Uh, in terms of an audience who do. Want to respect the you know the like sort of the rules and etiquette of cinema and see the movie.
2: The code of conduct, as Mark and Simon Mayo call it.
1: Yeah, that th- there is a bit of a lottery with that horror films anyway because everyone's reactions are different. Sometimes the reactions get on people's nerves. A common reaction to horror films is jump scares or moments of high intensity. Eighty percent of your screen will react to it immediately with a. Oh! <laughs>
0: <laughs> and yeah, and then laugh, yeah.
1: Because oh, it's like nervous laughter, it's relief. And you kind of have to expect that. If it annoys you, you have to just go... I have no that's problem with
2: laughter in horror movies. Like, that's yeah. absolutely a, a valid reaction. I mean, you have whatever reaction you have. Like, don't yeah. force one, though. That's yeah. the thing. Like, don't force a reaction. In the cinema. But you do
1: dick. get you do get the laughter and reactions in horror movies from people who are just there because they've been told, Oh mate, this film's well scary. So they all go along to have a laugh. Yeah. Oh it's not scary at all. It's <laughs> not scary, mate. Oh my god, what was, what was that bit? It's like while you were talking, you would have heard what it was if you weren't talking. You just a fucking clown isn't it, yeah mate. Uh... Clown scare me, man. Uh... It's like that's nice. We don't need to know that, you prick. Let me breathe through my mouth. Um, Yeah, the horror horror audience is the thing. I think the ultimate test would be to go to the states and watch a horror movie in the states because people react in American cinemas like crazy. I've only ever been to cinema to the cinema in America once, and we didn't get a big reactionary screening. What did you see? Iron Man three. Ah, it was it was opening night in the states. It was a week after the UK and it was amazing it was the uh, the AMC i think it was at Universal City Walk in in California mm-hmm. so i'm sat there with fried chicken dippers in one oh hand and a days. beer in the other thinking this is amazing sat in the back row in this wide ass seat was it a 12 dollar beer you know it wasn't a lot i think it was a combo so it wasn't too bad. Mm. It was sort of like 15 bucks for the two things together. It was a, it was a fucking generous... Jesus Christ! A generous portion of chicken. Um, okay. It was nuts. Um... And it came with a little, it came with the tub of sauce you're choosing. And I picked ketchup, and they were like, Really? Because everyone goes like mayo and, and stuff for the chicken. Yeah, but you have fucking ketchup with your pancakes. But it also came with, a, it came with a little tub of beans as well, baked beans, which is weird. They don't do that, but they do it at like KFC and places like that. Oh, so, yeah. So, yeah. It's like a side. It was like, Do you want a corn or, or beans? And I was like, Is that baked beans? They were like, What do you, what do you mean? Is that beans and tomato sauce? And I was like, yeah, I'm just going to say, yeah, I'm not going to yeah. try and explain what baked beans are to you, because you've yeah. basically described baked beans. Yeah, they're beans. They're a bit different, but they're a bit sickly. But... They, they're barbecue beans. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's in a tomatoey sauce, but barbecue is the more, the bigger flavour. I and... love barbecue beans. Man. Yeah, quite nice. But anyway, um, that wasn't a particularly rowdy screening. It was like 10pm that night, and I think it was mostly people. Like, people were going to come to a midnight screening, and this was before midnight, and... La la la. It was just a bunch of cunts. But the one big reaction that happened was when he uh, caught like everybody, you know, the, 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 the Mark 43 catches everyone, Mark 42 catches everyone yeah, yeah. in the ring and falls out of the plane. Freaking phenomenal sequence. And then he drops them off safely. And then he flies off and crashes into the truck and yeah, it falls apart. Yeah. Everyone burst out laughing, pissing themselves. And then there was applause for like a minute. And I think it's because people were just so caught off guard by the gag that they applaud. And it's a it. great
2: gag, like... It's a great gag. Iron Man 3 is a really good movie. I really like Shane Black's writing. It's my favourite the Iron Man It's movies. one of those things, if yeah. you like Shane Black's writing, Iron Man 3 is going to be
1: right up your avenue. Mm. Right up your cul-de-sac. Lubricated finger yeah. shoved up thine own rectal passage of fun. If you're not a fan of Shane Black's writing, mm. you fucking hate it. Lucy saw Prisoner of Azkaban. I think it was in America oh, when yeah. she was younger. And she said, "It's one of the funniest memories she's got of being in the cinema ever. It's um, the moment when Hermione punches Malfoy square in the face. Ah, uh, yeah. People whooped, and this one woman went, went, 'You Joker!'" It's like, oh, it's oh like a scary goodness. movie. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but everyone in the cinema is in that mood, and you just kind of have to accept it. It's like if I want to watch this movie and enjoy it without audience participation, I need to come to an earlier showing. Yeah. If I'm coming in the evening when everyone's coming to the theatre, I've got to just accept it. That's we really we kind of get that horror of films over here. You get people who are just there to DOS and everything and la la la. Um, but yeah, do you know what I recommend, Tom? Go watch it at a quieter time. Yeah. Because A, it's a great movie. Go watch it again. And B, your experience will be slightly different. Um, what kind of crowd do you think we'll get for Blade Runner 2049? I think we'll get a lot of people who, who are a bit confused. People who maybe haven't seen Blade Runner, but are those sort of like, you know, oh, Blade Runner, you know, I, I get it, I get mm-hmm. the basics. And they'll come see it because they want to see Harrison Ford and Ryan Gosling and stuff. That's what we'll be um, talking about next week, by and the way. I, and I hope they are, yeah, spoiler alert, I hope they have a fucking whale of a time. I hope they have a good time. And I think you'll get, based on how the movie is, I think you'll get a lot of older people who love the original going, The fuck is this? What? The fuck is this shit? Where's, where's the, where's all the moody shots? Where's the, where's the uncomfortable rape Where's Daryl Hannah? Where's the f- fucking unicorn? Where's Sean Young? <laughs> What's that face you're pulling? <laughs> Where,
0: for the love of God, is MM Walsh?
1: No one has ever said that before. <laughs> But for the love of God, is everyone involved? <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, Howard's outside this room going, you're just going to leave me out. you just going to leave me out. Well, you? everyone knows Rutger Howard dies at the end of the first one. Does he, though? Yes. Yes, he does. I've seen things. Like tears. You wouldn't believe.
2: Mm. Attack ships burning off the shoulder of Orion, sea beams glittering in the dark at Tannhauser Gate. All these moments will be lost in time like tears in rain. Time to die. And then if you're watching the original, the actual quote you get, I don't know why he sacrificed himself oh, to save my life.
1: But I've been forced to do this voiceover <laughs> and I don't agree with it, so you can clearly hear me giving Fucking no shit.
2: Hate it. Final Cut's the best one. If you've not watched Blade Runner the Final Cut, go watch it before you watch Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Mm. Uh, we're going to talk about Blade Runner twenty forty
1: nine. We'll t- we'll touch week. on Blade Runner next week as well, because I've got some I've got some opinions about Blade Runner that may surprise you. Um, they will. But also uh like, I was, I was genuinely taken aback when I found out like, he improvised so much of his own dialogue. I can believe that. It, it just, it just basically went like, you don't really need to say much, just act, be intimidating. And he was like, FUCK THAT! Uh, I'm Rutger Howard, bitch! I'm Rutger Howard, bitch! Like, that entire end bit.
2: Yeah. No, it's you, just you, like, yeah oh
1: my that. god! Yeah. That's freaking beautiful! It's the best dialogue in the film! Yeah. So good! Um. Finally, um, yeah. final email. Final email. I need a in voice. the days of yore, the I gentlemen found themselves faced with a tablet. Scribed upon was the final communication of the civilization that went before. Hence, they lifted the tablets above their head into the light, cast their eye upon the etching so desperately carved into the surface, and found upon, not, but this. I need a voice for this one, Chris. Oh, Charlton uh, Heston in the Ten Commandments. <laughs> seemed appropriate after all the tablet build up. Chris mentioned Dr. Foster being his favourite non-canon doctor uh.
0: so I was wondering uh. if you have watched the show and what you think of it thanks chaps
1: was really good should <laughs> you have say let my people go let my people go! It goes an Arrgh, Arrgh. and finally you blew it up, damn you all to hell. You blew it up! <laughs> damn you! Damn you all to hell! Now one more time but add unnecessary S's at the end of words like the uh, the plumber from Futurama.
0: <laughs> you blew it all up! <laughs> Damn you,
1: <laughs> damn you sold the hells. It's fucking beautiful. We've got a movie. Congratulations. Um, We've I've, got a, I've finished my beer. We, we got a movie.
2: we got hey, a movie. we got um, a movie. film. Have we seen Dr. Foster? I've never watched Dr. I've Foster. Never watched Dr. <laughs> <laughs> and as such, I've never watched Dr. Foster. <laughs> and as such, I have little to no
1: opinion. Sorry, Dan. Sorry oh, to disappoint you there. Who is who's it? Dan. Dan Rollins, Dan Rowlings, Good day, Dan Rollings. Yeah, I just said it because it was like, I wanted to be funny in my answer, but, uh, I also like Saran Jones, so. There well, you go. Well,
2: the title, the title of the email is Duran Soans. Does she?
1: Apparently so. <laughs> um Right, you big bunch of bastards. Homework! For next week. We're next setting week.
0: homework because we've got a shorter podcast, so we have
1: time to do other things. Yes, like shoes and chips and sealing wets and cabbages and kings. Uh, and while the sea is boiling hot and huddle pigs have wings. Kaloo we will walk today! As cabbages and kings, if you have not seen Bleed Then, yeah. and yeah. you are you of you are of an acceptable age slash financial situation slash if you actually want to watch it, that is. Yeah, we're not forcing you, but it would be interesting to hear your thoughts. Um, get it rewatched or get it watched before next week, and chuck us chuck us an email. I want to see your one to three sentence um sort of. Reviews of Blade Runner. Gen- yeah. I want to know your basics. One to three cents reviews of the original Blade Runner. And let us know what you think about the upcoming one, whether you've seen it, or whether you know it's coming up, or whether you've got predictions. Oh that good shit. And also see Blade Runner 2049, because mm. we're going to talk about it. Yeah, we we, start we,
2: we're going to see that. Actually.
1: We are going to replicate our camps next week. Doesn't work. Doesn't work. And what I'm going to try and get a hold of for next week, if I can, is my first Blade Runner experience. Which was the PC point and click adventure game? Oh, they did the, Just done that in *Caravan of Garbage*. Have they? Yeah. Oh shit. Okay, I'm gonna watch that. Um, because yeah. that was my first experience with *Blade Runner*. I never. That was my only it. experience of it. For years. It was weirdly really creepy. Yeah, it looked creepy. really eerie, and, yeah. and and the first time you are faced with gunfire, you don't know what to do. Because it's is been it, three it, is, hours yeah, of it, just it, investigating. It's a point and click, isn't it? Yeah. There is something you can do. What? But well, I'll tell you next week.
0: Oh. Um, Ladies and gentlemen, my nipples are tingling. So So are mine. Oh, get your outfit, lads. Oh! (laughs)
2: If you want to get in touch with us,
0: please
2: contact that big damn... Contact. No, what? (laughs) BigDamnContact.gmail.com
1: at BigDamnCast on Twitter. You can follow our articles and flimflam at BigDamnBlog.tumblr.com. Yes. And of course, if you aren't already watching this on YouTube, then you can go on YouTube, the Damn channel, where we make regular content and bollocks.
2: I believe we're closing in on the end of Red Dead Redemption. For those of you Mm. who are following Inventions in Backlogging, all all two of you. um, Thank you for watching (laughs) (laughs) slash listening.
1: I'm here three. Hey. Hey.
2: (laughs) I'm um, in it
0: sometimes. It sometimes.
2: He's <laughs> <laughs> in it and he watches it. I don't know what he does when he watches
1: it, but I don't want to be there. Um, oh, oh, oh. oh, I'm not gonna answer that because I've had a beer. So oh. um, We'll see you next week, you handsome swines. Bye. Big dog to Bye. Each other.